Good afternoon and welcome to episode 3 of Talk Football with your host Owen Felkin. Today we will be talking about the match of Leeds versus Liverpool and this will be on Sunday the 12th of September. So for this upcoming fixture Leeds will be at home playing a strong Liverpool side who have started the season very well. They've only dropped two points and that was from a draw with Chelsea at home. So it hasn't been a bad start for Liverpool at all. Leeds are currently sat in 15th place and they've managed to pick up a total of two points this season. So it's definitely not the start Leeds would have wanted, which is in Liverpool's favour. So it's definitely looking good for Liverpool. However, it is at home for Leeds and Ellen Road is a tricky place to go and play because the Leeds fans do get behind their team very well and they are some very noisy fans and fans can play a big part in a football match. So it is hard for the players going to Ellen Road. It will take a lot of concentration and some very good gameplay to beat Leeds. They're not an easy team to beat. They've had a bit of a rocky start, but I can see it being a strong Leeds squad who do want to get something from this game because they will want to get back on track and start moving up that table as early as possible. So I can see it being a very tight game. Looking at Liverpool, again, it's a very strong squad. We haven't picked up the full nine points that we would have liked to. But seven out of a possible nine isn't bad at all. We've played some very good games so far. We've got a goal difference of five, which is pretty good for this stage of the season and I can see us going to Leeds with the good mentality we do know the stadium we did play there last season however it wasn't with fans so we do need to keep that in mind that Ellen Road is a lot different when there is fans there it isn't as nice a place to go and play football But for this game, uh, I do think Liverpool will edge it. I could see Leeds scoring. Leeds definitely do have scoring threat. Uh, They've got Patrick Bamford, who is very handy in the air. So it will be a good competition between him and Virgil van Dijk. And I feel Alisson will have to control the box very well as well. Um, Come out, claim things and punch things when he can. I feel that area will need to be looked on because back... Patrick Bamford is an aerial threat. He is quite tall for a striker. So it's definitely something that needs looking at. And then you've got Rafinha, quality player. There's quite a lot you can say about Rafinha. He does have skill. He can make play on his own. He's a playmaker. He can do a lot of stuff, Rafinha. He's a very controversial player. You just don't know what to expect from him. If Leeds are playing well, then... He's normally a very key player for them. Uh, so if Leeds do start the game well, I can see um, him having a big impact on that game. Uh, you've got Calvin Phillips as well, who can control that Leeds midfield so well. Um, again, with, with Calvin Phillips, he does remind me a bit of... Declan Rice for West Ham. I know it's a strange comparison, but he does, in the sense of he does hold that midfield very well, like Declan Rice does. They do have very different gameplays, like Calvin Phillips 
can push forward and things like that. Whereas Declan Rice, you will see sitting a bit deeper, more of a CDM role. But Calvin Phillips does know how to control the midfield and he can pick out some amazing passes which can just split defence straight open and it could lead to Leeds opportunities or Leeds scoring. So he's definitely a threat as well with the role he does play in that Leeds squad. Leeds have also got Daniel James from United. That was one of their transfers I have made. Uh, with Daniel James, he's still a young player. He does have some talent about him. I, I won't really say he's a player who I'm too worried about. Um, I think he's still sort of settling into the game, getting used to the Premier League. Um, he's not too much of a worry for me at the moment. Um, we've got Stuart Dallas. Again, very good player, consistent. If the Leeds team is playing well, he's probably a standout player as well. Like If you do watch the games and you listen to what the commentators are saying, you will hear them say the name Dallas a lot. There is a few key players for Leeds that you will hear the names of a lot, such as Dallas, Harrison, Phillips, Bamford, Rafinha. Um, they do have some very good players going forward and in midfield. And the defence isn't weak at all. They've got Luke Ayling, very strong defender. He's, For me, he's quite an old-fashioned defender. He doesn't mind throwing himself into a tackle, which is great. Like, I love to see that in a defender, the old-fashioned tackling, uh, a bit of muscle. But then again, that does sort of work in your opponent's favour because free kicks are so easily won nowadays and penalties. I know they have brought in a new rule where it can't be as soft. Um, so I don't know if that one, like maybe his style of play will be better for him now because he might not have to worry as much about certain tackles he does like to do. Um, another key player for them at the back, I would say, is Cooper. He is a very strong defender. He can control that back line very well. Uh, he can just control the whole team very well. He does seem to have his head on his shoulders. He knows the game. He knows how to play the game. He knows how he wants his team to perform. Um, basically, he's any manager's dream player to have at the back. He's not like one of the top defenders in the world by a long shot. But for what he is, where he's playing... You can't complain. He's he is solid, and then obviously he's gonna have all of the Leeds fans there as well, which is gonna pump this team right up for this game, especially with them needing the three points. So that's enough about Leeds. Let's move on to Liverpool. So with Liverpool, we've got them away from home, which doesn't normally phase Liverpool too much. Normally they're not. They don't really have a bad away form. Um, so I don't think it will phase them too much. Like I say, it's mainly just the fans at Ellen Road that do give Leeds that extra boost. But then again, it's the same at any stadium, really. Um, but going from the back, Alisson, like I've said, he will need to demand that area. Try to stop that aerial threat from Bamford, stop the crosses coming in take control like he normally does quality keeper can't fault him in any way shape or form 
while he's been at Liverpool, he's pulled off some top draw saves that have kept us in competitions, and he's won competitions with us, and he's just a top quality keeper for what we paid for him. I think he's give the club what we expected, so you can't complain about Allison. And then we're looking at the back line. Um, depending on what we go for, we've got Virgil Van Dijk. He is definitely up there for one of the best centre backs in the world. He, there's not much he does wrong. Um, I haven't really seen him make any major mistakes that have led to goals. Like if he has, he's realised that he's done that, and he puts that part of his game right straight away. So he's a very strong defender and I do have confidence in him to stick with Bamford and win them aerial duels if Alisson doesn't. Um, so I'm just hoping Van Dyke can put Bamford in his back pocket for this game. Then uh, obviously we've got a few options for the other centre-back. We've got Canard here. Again, I'd like to see him play. Um give him a chance in the team it would be quite nice to see um so you can sort of get an idea of how he's going to fit that role we've got gomez um who's also an option but then we've got joe matip as well who you can't fault at all he had a fabulous start to the season he's played very well um so you can't fault joe matip at all in any way so I don't know if it's just going to be the same as before, where we got for Virgil van Dijk and Joel Matip. Um, if it is, I'd be happy with that. If we do throw somebody else in there, out of the two other centre-backs we've got, I wouldn't mind either of them. Um, but I think we can guarantee Virgil van Dijk as a starter, unless he gets injured. Um, again, I know there's all the COVID rules and... Uh, international games and stuff like that at the moment so i'm just going off the team sheets as i'd normally do them um as i'm not really clued up on the covid rules so i don't know who will play and who won't play um we've got andy robertson obviously our left back quality going forward i think he can put some pressure on leads there um i don't think they'll like that because we've also got Trent, who will be doing that from the other side. So I don't think they'll like that. I think with Mane and Salah as well, I think it's going to be a bit much for him to handle. I think going forward, we might be able to drag them out of position and stuff like that with so many players going forward, but still being strong at the back so we can allow them players to go forward, which is what Liverpool like to do. It just gives us that extra pass up the field for if we need it and with Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold, they can both whip a ball into that box. And more often than not, it is a quality ball. And occasionally you get the odd goal from Trent. And very occasionally, Andy Robertson's put a couple in. Um, so you can't write him off for a goal either. Which is always handy in your right and left back. So if we move into midfield... Um, it sort of depends what we're wanting to play in midfield. If we're wanting to have an attack in midfield, we'd probably be looking at Henderson with maybe Nabi Keita and 
Harvey Elliott, maybe Chamberlain. That'd be a very attacking midfield. Um, or if we're just going for our standard, quite defensive midfield, we could go for Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago. Again, they can all go forward. But with the passing of Thiago, he can seem to find passes from the midfield where he doesn't actually have to move that much to get us in behind the defence. He's a very good passer of the ball. Some of his passes are lazy. Uh, don't get me wrong. He does need to work on that. Sometimes his passes do go a bit skew-whiff, but as a part of his game, he can work on and can change. He, he is still fairly new to the team. He hasn't had much experience in the Premier League. So I feel it will come for him. Um, but for me, I would like to see us go quite attacking. Just put some pressure on this Leeds team. I would like to see us go with Naby Keita, Jordan Henderson. And I do really like Chamberlain. But I'd probably give Elliot a go. He, he hasn't played bad when he has played. So I'd like to give him a go. Obviously Klopp's kept him around for a reason. And if we're not going to play him, there was no point in keeping him around. So, maybe see Harvey Elliott again. I'd like to. Dedicated to the club. Young lad. Loads of talent. There's not much else you can say about him. He's just trying so hard to get into that team of elite players. And he's doing a great job at it. So, credit to him. And then we've got our forwards. Um, Firmino, obviously, out injured. Uh, so... I'm going to go with, we'll probably start with Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah and Diego Jota. And for me, that front three just screams goals. Salah loves putting the ball in the net. He just absolutely loves it. There's no other way to describe him. He's an elite player. The fact we brought him in and people didn't really expect much from him and he's just proved everybody wrong that's just someone else who's been great for us and you can't take anything away from him. Um, Sadio Mane, again, he, he likes to put the ball in the net, but at the same time, he is a very much team player. If he could have a shot or pass it for a certain goal, he would pass it for the certain goal. Whereas with Salah, sometimes he may take that shot rather than passing for the certain goal. Um but that's not me saying Salah is greedy. It's more of a hunger for goals, hunger for that golden boot, which I don't blame him for at all because obviously he does want that, as does Mane. But I just feel Mane's got a bit more team play about him, whereas Salah is just sort of go-get-the goals, which is great to have in a team both sides of that. Uh, Diego Jota, quality player. It was definitely a good transfer from Wolves. Um, bringing him in, probably one of our better transfers. Um, he does seem to score when he's on the pitch, so you can't really say what else about it. Like, if he's on the pitch, he does seem to score. Now, he does seem to impact the game very well in a positive way. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see him get some more game time. Obviously, it's sort of rotating between him and Firmino at the minute. But obviously with Firmino out, I can see Jota playing a lot more and maybe even Minamino getting a bit of game time. If Jota does get brought off, maybe Minamino will be the one to come on for him. Um, Rigi, I'm not so sure. 
you're not sure what is happening with Origi. But I'd definitely like to see more of Minamino. He does look like a good player. He does look like he wants to do things. He seems like he does have a positive outset for the club and he does want to score goals. Um, for Southampton, he was good when he went to Southampton. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely not mind seeing him on the field and getting some minutes behind him. It would be good for him as well. So, that's the Liverpool side a bit more in depth. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I do think Liverpool could edge this game. I feel we could have walked it. If Leeds had had a better start to the season, I feel we could have walked it. Because Leeds would have probably not been needing this win as much as they do. But with Leeds' current position and their manager, who it is, Bielsa, I doubt he's going to be very happy with this. And I feel that Leeds are going to go out and just full-on go for it. Which... I think Klopp will realise this and expect this and he'll play the team he sees fit to deal with this. Um, whether that is the more defensive team because he thinks they're going to come at us, then that's fair play. Maybe let them come at us and let them tire themselves out. Like we just do a bit of defending and break on the counter because we are so good at that. If we win the ball in our defence, we can get up the field so quick. It is unbelievable. That's another thing I do like about Liverpool. We are very quick on that counter-attack. You saw that against United last season. Alisson threw it out to Salah. Salah put it in. That's literally all that happened. And just like that, we went from defence to attack to goal. And there's so many goals you can pick out from Liverpool that have been like that. Uh, You'll hear pundits talking about it after games you'll they'll just say Liverpool do kill teams off with that quick counter-attack we just have so much pace up top and it does help with Bobby Firmino being able to hold that ball up like people say he's a striker and he's not getting that many goals I don't see him as a striker I must see him as a like false nine like he's holding that ball up putting Mane putting Salah in for the goal and then occasionally he does get goals himself, so I won't really complain at him. I do really like him as a player. I do think he fits in the squad perfectly. I do think Klopp has put him in a really good role. Um, and then obviously if he wants to change it up a bit, we can bring Jotter on and that just changes the dimension of the game for us. It means we're going more attacking as Jotter doesn't actually sit in that false nine. He will be like your number nine he'll go for goals he can score goals so he just changes it up a bit when Jota got brought in which is always good to change it up don't let your opponent sort of know your game plan and stick to that one game plan uh, which I don't feel we're doing now I feel we are getting a bit of squad depth I just feel Klopp likes to get the players to where he wants them first and then bring in some new players to work with as well Um Obviously, this season we've signed quite a few players to new contracts, which is great to see everybody wanting to stay. And with Leeds, obviously, they've managed to keep Bielsa, which 
some Leeds fans didn't think they were going to at certain points. They did think he was actually going to go. Um, but he has signed another contract for them, which I believe all Leeds fans were happy about. He's a great manager and he's done so well for him, getting him back up to the Premier League, which is all Leeds fans wanted for so long. Um, personally, one of my best friends does support Leeds, so I wouldn't mind them going back down. Um, it would give me a good laugh. Um, but they're a good side. I wouldn't say they push the top half of the table um, every season, but if they keep going the way they're going, keep bringing in some good players, then potentially, yeah. Um, they could challenge the top half of the table every season. Um but I don't think it's going to happen as quickly as some Leeds fans are saying. Um, I'm hearing talks of people thinking they're going to get Europa League football. Some are saying this season. Uh, some have been saying next season. It's a building platform, really, isn't it? You've just got back into the Premier League. Just take that step up first. Get used to the Premier League football. Make sure you're secure in the Premier League. Like, I mean, Sheffield, quality season. And then look what happened. Like, you don't want that to happen. You just need to make sure you're secured in the Premier League first and know you will be staying in the Premier League, which isn't a bad thing. Like, I know you're not getting any trophies or anything like that, but just make sure you're secured there and then start thinking about moving forward after that. Um, but obviously, Bielsa is a smart man. He knows his stuff. So... End of the day, I don't really think Leeds have got much to worry about. I don't think they'll do a Sheffield and go back down. Um, but definitely it should be a good game. It is one I will be watching if possible. Uh, I will like to see what the outcome of that is. Because last season, obviously, it was a blinding game. That 4-3, I believe it was the first game of the season. A quality game. So I wouldn't want to miss it, especially with the fans there. I would have actually liked to go because I'm not actually too far from Ellen Road. So I would have liked to go, but it wasn't possible. So I'll just have to watch it. Um, but yeah, that is the game on Sunday the 12th. And then we've got the game on Monday the 13th. And off the top of my head, I believe that is Everton and Burnley. I think they're the only two teams we haven't spoke about yet. And Everton, not my favourite side. I'd love Burnley to walk over them 6-0. Um, but them two teams, like one could easily beat the other one. Oh, they could have a really close game. It's very tough call between them two. Like Rafa Benitez, quality manager. He could improve Everton no end. Um, but then Burnley just have some decent players who do work well together. They just don't seem to click enough to do more, which is what Burnley like Burnley fans would like to see. Maybe a bit more. Maybe trying to bring in some youth. Um or maybe a couple of transfers, just some cheap transfers. Um but Burnley are a good team. Um when we play Burnley I, I never really liked that game. The two games in a season I don't like Liverpool playing are Burnley away and Crystal Palace away. It does always make me have a little doubt in my mind, like, are we going to get turned over here? Um, 
I don't know why, it just seems to be them two teams are our bogey teams and I don't know, I just don't feel comfortable <laughs> watching them games. Um, I'm always on edge with them. But apart from that, uh, Everton Burnley could be a close one or I think it could be Everton's day, to be honest. I don't see Burnley dominating it. They might come away with a 2-1 win. Um, either that or Everton come away with a nice 2-1 win for them. Or if Everton start really strong, get an early goal, I can see Everton walking it 3-4-0, depending on how Burnley react to an early goal or anything like that. But we can discuss more after the games. I know there's still a while until the games, um, but I just needed to get my thoughts in there now. Um, as obviously I put a podcast up every day for you guys to listen to. Um and we are looking at getting a YouTube channel going specifically for fantasy football, um, where we will look in depth into players' stats, um, statistics, how they performed in previous weeks, who you should pick for your captain, uh, when you should use your wild cards, your free hits, um, everything like that, everything you could need to know about fantasy football, we will be looking into. And I'm saying we because it will be me and one of my family members who are doing this. Uh, so we'll be setting up a YouTube channel shortly. Um, so if you do want more details on that, just keep listening to the podcasts. And as it does go along, I will keep you updated. Uh, but for now, guys, just make sure you drop me a follow on Spotify. Or if you're listening on RSS, um, make sure you are dropping me a follow on that. Uh, just so I know you guys are enjoying the content and I can keep just talking football. <laughs> as the podcast title does say, it is talk football and that is what we will do. And as always, as Jimmy Bullard would say, football is the winner. Thank you for listening again, guys. I do appreciate it. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. And we will be back tomorrow with another episode. Thank you.